Hello and welcome to TBH or To Be Honest podcast. Today I'm joined by myself, Mackenzie Atwood, um, Kiana, Lene, Hannah, Millie, Nippon, Vaishnav, and special remote appearance from Miss Emma. Um, if everyone wants to say hi real quick. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. Hello. Awesome. Oh, Millie's in the bathroom. Millie is she says hi. She does say hi. <laughs> So in here, anything really goes, but today we are going to be talking about the not-so-fine line between sports and the arts. So think gender norms, accessibility to both at a young age, what you're pressured into at a young age, and then further on, how it become, how both activities come together when you're older in high school and how the two realms of activity are blocked off from each other where they could so easily coexist. So we have a lot of things to cover today, and we're so excited, but I first want to quick shout out Mr. Geisinger, hey, for allowing us to start this podcast and um, to let all of you know that we are always looking for new members, specifically someone who would like to edit our material. So if you're interested, please contact me or Mr. Geisinger. So let's get started. Awesome. Awesome. So first, I thought we might want to talk the beginning of the timeline, back when we were all the way in elementary school, um, talking about the accessibility to sports and the accessibility to arts. So looking at where we could play sports, where we could do art and music and stuff like that. So if anyone wants to start that conversation. Sure. So I think that it's it's pretty commonly known everyone had like you know a first sport that they played you know some people it's soccer. it's soccer typically you know typically soccer which you know it's fun you know you got a bunch of neighborhood parents coaching the the rec team it's you know it's it's, it's a good time it really is but maybe there are other sports that should be offered at such a young age because a lot of us start playing that you know we're introduced to that around like ages two three four you know like right when we can walk like we're encouraged to you know put that to good use and go have fun and, and be active and you know meet new people but maybe there's something to be said about what's offered at that age yeah like i would say there was very slim amounts of sports that were offered so, like you said soccer yeah it was like t-ball but then like we look at what other sports are there even offered for free, first of all. And honestly, before high school, a lot of sports, the accessibility is very slim. Yeah, you like, know? when I was in middle school, I did volleyball, but like I had to drive like 20 minutes from Franklin just to play like each time. It's right. really hard to like be involved in like other sports. Yeah, especially since there's also not like middle school sports teams which I know Vaishnav has some stuff to say about that. Um. Yeah, so um, I used to live in Michigan, and they did have middle school sports, but it wasn't per se like as competitive or the whole infrastructure with the middle school sports wasn't the same as how you'd see it in high school. So in high school, you have like leagues, you have state championships, you have that, yada, yada, yada. And then... Um, in uh, middle school, you literally just play like the three towns next to you, and that's it. Which sounds picky and like 
granted there is a difference between the athleticism from a middle school and a high school but expanding that especially in middle school and in Franklin I don't think there are any middle school sports so no the only yeah the only sports up until high school are you either do rec sports or you do club and clubs super expensive yeah, I think that there's something to be said about, you know, your family and how you're raised. Because a lot of the time you'll have an older sibling or whatnot or a family member or a good friend that, you know, was brought up in a certain sport or activity. And, like, you know, growing up, you you want to conform. You want to be like them. And there might not be as much of an opportunity to, to, you know, explore and choose because we're not offered all these options until we're about you know, 15, 16 years old, which at that point, you're already, you know, developing your identity. There isn't a lot of time to be nurtured and grow and whatnot. And in the same regard, we can look at uh, the arts. In elementary school, the only thing we were introduced to was... Art class, right? Art class yeah. <laughs> and music class, which, and that was, that was the extent of it. We don't start doing chorus until you're in, like, fourth grade, and... Uh, instruments like learning actual instruments besides like the recorder aren't even offered until like middle school right or if you wanted to do an after school portion which was yeah money 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 so well kind of a just rhetorical question like food for food for thought like why why do you think that you know we're so encouraged to join sports and, and and explore different activities you know, related to activity rather than exploring our, you know, creative minds. Yeah, no, like, there, I feel like there's not a lot of push to go, you know, I want to take a painting class. I want to do, you know, tumbling. I want to do dance. Like, I feel or like it's even mostly... theater classes. Right, like even that. musical theater or even, you know, singing and whatnot. It's mostly like, oh, go kick around a ball with your friends. And some kids hate that, but I feel like it's, like, just yeah. part of our culture. Like, that's part of growing up. I feel like Millie would have a lot to say about this because she's been at the FSPA for a while. Um, yeah, so to further what Hannah said, uh, something I thought was really interesting the other day when I was pondering this topic was thinking about how much um, high school football is glamorized. Um, like over, over one million kids play high school football in the U.S. Um, which is a little strange the more I think about it because of the really high injury rates, especially to heads. And um, it, people are risking a lot here for when most, most of these kids are not growing up to be professional football players. Um, and although there is a lot of sports benefits like confidence skills, leadership skills, self-respect, you know, you could go on forever. Um, football is extremely glamorized and Yes, going back a bit, it's mostly football and soccer that's offered, um, and that kind, yeah, disregarding other sports, um, let alone like the arts. Like, barely any arts are offered. Yeah, and I think we could look at um, moving on to like the next kind of overarching idea that I was wrote down was like how gender norms might have affected this. So like. Looking at, you said soccer and football were like kind of the main sports that soccer, football, and maybe like, I don't know, dance even, like in like gymnastics. Looking at that, probably more likely than not, you're if you're a little girl, you're gonna get sent into dance and you're gonna get sent to do gymnastics. 
and if you're a boy, you're probably going to um, want to, you're probably, your parents are going to push you into soccer, push you into any sport. Um, so how, like that discrepancy between girls being sent more into the artistic, creative type fields, whereas boys are sent into the sports fields, but that's not, boys don't always, aren't always drawn to sports. Like not everyone loves that and girls aren't always drawn to the arts and performing arts. So some, that's something else to think about as well. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit upsetting that there isn't more um, exposure to boys with the arts. Like, so I'm at FSPA almost every single day of the week, um, singing, dancing, acting, mostly dancing. Um, and I only know two to three serious guy dancers. And then I know hundreds well, that's stretching it, a hundred um, serious girl dancers. Um, and yeah, that's because boys don't get shoved into ballet class um, when they're four years old. Yeah, you make a good point, Million. I think um, just I kind of fit the club of everything. A football player, a trumpet player had a concussion, so um, that's nice. But you know, just following your point about why there aren't that many guys or girls doing stuff in the opposite fields, um, I think it goes down to as your childhood when you're exposed to um, these different cultural phenomenons and you see it, your icons and your role models. And, you know, boys tend to gravitate towards sports figures. They're not shown male dancers or male, uh, you know, music players to, you know, look up to. Instead, uh, they go to those sports players and girls vice versa. So, you know, that's a bit of a cultural thing that we have to look out. Um, instead, uh, other than that, we just have to keep expanding the horizons and opportunities so the opposite gender, or even anyone, can just participate whenever they see fit. Something that's so interesting to me is I I do theater. That's, like, my thing. Um, but what's so interesting to me is so many boys, I would say, get, like, hated for doing theater, and they in high school but you look at all of the role models we have in our lives that like male actors and female actors like there's fairly equal up there like there's both male and female actors yet when you're in high school it's like i there's probably about a handful of boys in the theater company right now and it's like what what's up with that it's like it's not like it's a odd thing to see a male actor whereas it might be a little bit more far to a uh, few in far to come by when it comes to male dancers, but at the same time, it's like, it's just interesting to me. That's always like been something weird. I think it has to do with like, you know how Millie earlier was saying that like, with football, it's like idolized in high school. And so a lot of men, like teenage boys feel pressured to like fit into that masculine like type. And so when they try and like, because like, since we're at a young age, we're always like girls are pushed into ballet and theater and stuff like that we have made it seem like a feminine thing and like it has a lot to do with toxic masculinity as well so when boys are like put into those feminine like perceived as feminine roles it's like something to make fun of and a lot of that has to do also with like recently Harry Styles in that dress like clothes it's just fabric but society has made it turn into something that has to do with gender we've made like clothes and things that people like be something that relates to gender as well.
Um, so what I thought we could talk about next was um, how these started to connect as we got older. So how arts connect with sports and um, so something to think about is like how it looks for college and why both are essential stress relievers when we're in high school and how they both give you a sense of belonging and how you find your group or um, if you play sports, that's like maybe where your friend group comes from or maybe th the sport you play doesn't bring your friends and you actually do different activities where your friends, where your um, real friends lie and stuff and sports is just like a fun thing for you. So I don't know, does people wanna talk about one of those things? Um, yeah, so I found through theater and swim, I've both, I've made super good friends and both I feel like are in a way the same where I can develop this sort of like team like family culture and I really love that I get that from both of the sports but uh, I mean both sports and theater so um yeah but I can see how it definitely would not be the same with like other people and other circumstances I think a lot of athletes, like, they fail to realize, like, the arts is music. Like, how do you think your favorite rapper, like, came to be, or your favorite musician, like, they, or your favorite actor, like, they came to be through, like, being the quote-unquote dorky theater kid, the dorky music kid. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, a lot of athletes, you know, you get pumped up to say, like, I don't know, what could you get pumped up to? Like, I think what you're, I think what you're trying to convey is, like, athletes put themselves on like that pedestal that they're so amazing yeah but when you think about it how many of these kids are going pro in their life whereas if i'm dedicating myself to be an actress and then i could potentially maybe make it big one day there the chances of that like are a bit i don't know i just feel like sports are a lot more competitive and difficult to make it to the nfl and yeah, I agree, because I think that in terms of, like, acting and theater, um, there's a lot more medias. Like, you can, you can be in plays, you can, do, you can do theater, you can be in movies, you could, um, you know, produce music, you could teach acting. There's a lot of different outlets you can take with that. But I think in terms of sports, like, in, to, to truly make a living out of it, unless you're going to be some sort of professional coach or trainer or whatnot unless you're playing pro in some sport like pro sports league like that's really your only outlet to you know making a living out of theater I mean um I'm sorry sports and I think what a lot of people fail to realize is it's like a lot of athletes depend on music to like be in their zone and you know I think that they don't realize that like what they're what what they're finding as motivation is something that they give like a lot of shade to on their day-to-day. -day. They don't respect it enough or put it on a high enough pedestal. So, I mean, first of all, it's definitely a hard comparison to make because it's not like there are stats readily available for, for us to see that. Um, frankly, it's really hard to make it as an athlete um, or an actress, dancer, singer, um, artist. It's really hard to make a living off of either. You have to be pretty much born with a natural talent. Um, but... There is definitely a lack of appreciation from both sides um, because I know that, you know, as a dancer, like, we use so many um, skills and drills that you do in, like, athletic 
um, things and situations. Like <laughs> we do, we do exercises that I used to do when I was a soccer player, and vice versa. I know football players use a lot of um, ballet exercises to improve their technique and footwork, um, and both are really beneficial and advantageous. So there, there definitely needs to be more of an appreciation because there's a huge wall in between the two. I think that's a great point. Like, there's such a wall put up, but there's so many things that are, like, that you, that inter, uh, what's the word? Interrelate. Interrelate, yeah, or, yeah, so. Intertwine. Intertwine, intertwine, I think that was. <laughs> so, it's like. Especially, I'm sorry, finish your thought. Yeah, so, like, something with that, it's like, both, like, everything, like, um, sports, you can take up leadership roles in that. But, like, how can you be a leader if you don't have, like, speaking skills? That could come from maybe taking, like, an acting class or being having, like, experience on stage and being comfortable with being in front of people and telling people what they need to do. Things like that, I think, are so, like, they easily intertwine, but people just block the two into two completely separate realms and don't really allow for any... Um, No, totally, totally, and vice versa. Like, um, so a lot of the time, um, something my some of my dance classes will have. If it's a group that you're not used to, it's really hard to work together and um, dance together because it's so different dancing with a group of people that you've been working with for years because you know how each other dance. You, you have your little like codes and hand signals and you know what to look for. So it's really important to be able to like connect with each other. And I know that that is so prevalent in um, sports like soccer, football, basketball, whatever. So yeah, that's that's the other view of it. I agree. Like, I could easily, like, me being, like, the actress, I could easily, like, say, um, only argue for, like, the, um, how arts are equally as important as sports, but it goes the other way, too. It's, like, you have to remember that same thing with the arts. It's, like, last year I was in the show Six Rounds of Vengeance, and that was, like, a very combat, uh, stage combat-based show. I wouldn't have been able to be in that show if I didn't have some sort of physical um, background, like with Krav Maga that I do. Like, I wouldn't have been able to do all that stage combat stuff if I didn't have any sort of sports background or anything. So a lot of things do intertwine, and I think it's important, us, even though we're all artists, um, at the same time, we are all... Um, I think most of us are athletes as well, and we so we can see both sides. Um, I think the part where it gets tricky is where we look at how the arts are treated in high school, and that is something that really is disheartening to see that there's so many, there's we could easily coexist because both are so important and so just like essential, but we see too often sports getting put above the arts and it, it really it, it hurts if I'm being honest um from my perspective but I don't know for sure and honestly I don't I wouldn't say that it's just not treated equally in high school because I feel as though it is more 
equally treated in high school rather than as we're growing up because you mentioned before like we get pushed into these certain categories when we're growing up because sometimes of our gender and like we'll get pushed into ballet if we're a girl and then like football soccer baseball etc for a boy and um it's just more so what our parents want us to do when we're younger and then as we go on and in high school I feel like it really helps us to figure out what we want to do and like what we want to pursue and like finding our interests so in that way I feel like high school is kind of like it helps a bit but on the aspect of like um funding and budgeting I feel like sports obviously get so much more attention than the arts do and like I feel like arts definitely have to fight a little bit more than sports I agree I think that definitely just comes down to I mean, from the beginning of time, like, sports have just been more prioritized than arts. And I think that's just because of, like, the connection it has to masculinity. Um, and that's all you see in high school movies, too. When you're an elementary schooler and that's you just see the cheerleaders and the football players. So it's, it's like, hardwired into us. Like, that's more important. It's what comes first. And the stereotypes, like, the artist stereotypes, um, they're very 2D. You, like, it's just, like, the piano player, the painter. Like, they that's their only personality trait. So it's so easy to get forced into that cookie cutter um, because that's all we see. So, you, you know, you, again, it's, like, blaming the system. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, like, uh, nature versus nurture a lot because it's, like, for example, like, I'm really tall. I'm, like, almost six feet, and, like, because of my height, my parents are like, oh, you're going to be a basketball player. And, like, I just feel like it's a lot of, like, our parents' decisions about, like, where we end up. If, like, you were raised in a place where you were encouraged to um, discover your own things, like, if you were raised in a home that listened to a lot of music or there were musical instruments where you were encouraged to you know, be curious and create your own, uh, you know, art or whatever. I think that a lot of it is, like, predisposed. I wish we had Nippon here still because I think he could bring up an interesting point about how, like, he's a musician and he plays football. Um, like, I think he could bring up an interesting point about that. Like, how, is it, how does it feel to be someone who was pushed into both of those things? Like, I personally was always like my sisters were always my older sister especially she's an athlete to the end but she's also loves art as a hobby um but she pushed herself more towards athletics because that's just how we grew up i grew up with sports i played i did karate obviously but i also played field hockey for a long time um but when i got to high school i decided that theater was more my path and i wish i sometimes i regret not pursuing theater when i was really young because I think I could have been more successful now if I had started at a younger age but I was it's not like my parents pushed me into sports because but it's like I grew up with that role model of my sister in sports all the time and I thought that was my only path for so long but it's not and I don't have to play sports to be successful in my parents eye but I'm it's interesting because some pa- some kids do deal with that and they feel like they have to play sports to be accepted by their parents or um, they have to even this could be like a whole nother episode about like um, I think we actually even pondered on the idea of having an entire episode about pressure from like coaches and parents and such but to touch upon it now like 
kids, like nature versus nurture, like you were saying, like if we're nurtured in a household that's primarily sports-based, you're probably gonna feel like you need to do sports, vice versa with arts. If your older siblings are musicians and artists, you're gonna feel like you have to do that even if you don't want to. So it's an interesting yeah. topic for sure. I think I definitely have an interesting perspective on that because I was playing soccer since I was four years old, but um, I've also been going to the Museum of Fine Arts and um, and seeing um, plays and productions and ballets and concerts also since I was in the womb. So, and my dad, he loves soccer and he's always... Um, really push that on us and because we're also English so that's just a big part of our culture um, whereas my mom totally loves soccer as well but she was the one to really get us into the performing arts um, which is very refreshing to have both of those perspectives because if it had been the two of them really supported one of those things then that's 100% where I would be right now because I hear way too many people say like, oh, I would love to do this um, or I would love to be like so-and-so, but they don't do that. And I think it's typically because of the, the way that they're raised. Yeah, I definitely agree. Me too. Like my mom, she, I would agree with you completely. I don't really get it from both of my parents, but it's almost like my mom is kind of like half so hard on me about swimming and being successful in swim and I've been swimming since I was like I don't know like three or four years old just like you with dance and then but she also has pushed me to sing for as long as I can remember and when I wanted to stop singing like she was she pushed me to keep singing through high school and I think if I didn't sing in high school it would have been like one of my biggest regrets so I'm glad that I had that kind of split between the two and she just wasn't focused on one rather than the other yeah but like i said like i think we could definitely make like a whole nother episode about like just pressure like i like i yeah. had a title like under pressure under pressure under pressure um and <laughs> i just think i think that's a good place to like Kind of wrap it up. Do we have like any other wrapping up? Oh yeah. Okay. Thanks to Miss Emma, who can't be here right now because she had some technical difficulties in work. So go Emma. She wrote down in our group chat about so quote unquote girls are less competitive. Her note saying no one shows up to girls team events, only boys. I think mm. that that is so interesting. Me too. And a very interesting talking point. You know, being someone. I know this is a little bit controversial, but being someone who plays volleyball. A lot of boys will show up for the wrong reasons mm. and not respect a sport solely for being a sport. And you see a lot of slander with like girls basketball, like mm -hmm. whatnot, rather than boys basketball when we really do see the true success through our girls basketball program that is phenomenal. Yeah. It, yeah, the basketball program is, the girls basketball program specifically has been so successful in the past like three years. Um, looking at Allie Brigham, who graduated last year, she's playing D1 basketball right now. And it's like, how many people went to the basketball championship last year for the girls? There were so many people that went to the boys game, and then right after was the girls game, and they, they just left. It's like, 
and that I think that ties in with like the arts. It's like women are pushed in. We talked about this. Little girls are pushed into the arts when they're younger, and the arts don't get as much attention. Girls' sports, same thing. Don't get as much attention. It's like, is this just? It's this. It's what Kiana said before. Like it's it ties into toxic masculinity. It's like we're there's gender norms in both sides. It's and it's like. It's, oh, I, I, I definitely feel like we are predisposed to enjoy boy sports a lot more because they're supposed to be like violent and entertaining and competitive. When um, in reality, I'd argue that there are some incredibly hardworking female athletes that put in the work just as hard, if not harder, than a lot of male athletes. And I think that they're. This sounds like very abstract, but they're just quite simply slept on just solely for the fact that they're female. Yeah, and I, I completely agree. That's always been one of my biggest pet peeves, being like a female athlete. It's like, I, like no one ever came to our field hockey games. Not like I was on varsity, but <laughs> no one ever came to our field hockey games. And I, I mean, and whenever my family would come to field hockey games, they're like, Oh, this is uh, I don't I don't really understand it, and they just wouldn't wouldn't take the time to appreciate it, and I think they just came to come, you know, which was always a frust frustrating thing for me. And then same thing, like my sister played soccer and basketball um, for so long, and she just got no recognition. no recognition in the way that she should have, and she was incredible at both. Um, and it's just it's disheartening, especially like I like softball and swim like. Like literally no one cares no one and we're funds. so underfunded like at the beginning of the season you know they pull out the bins from the field house and full of jerseys that are years and years and years old which you know what like softball not a huge sport but like same with the arts like we have a lot of people who clearly enjoy it like maybe the numbers might not be up but like let's not buy the football team 25 new uniforms and maybe spend a little bit of attention and, you know, monetary needs on uh, someone who really needs it. You know, like, at the beginning... Frankly, there, yeah. are, there is an obvious group of leaders at this school who, I mean, I don't want to get into this, but let's be real, they're all white cis males, white cis hetero males. Um, and, you know, we all know who that group is. They walk around ruling the school um, and it makes everything so political. And that's, and that's the it's disappointing. Part of, it's disappointing because sports are supposed to be fun. Yes, a lot of kids go into sports because they want to make it to college and hey, it pays for college. Like, trust me, like it, a lot of kids are very successful in making it to D1 colleges and stuff. Past that, who knows? But it's like, are you really, do you still love the sport by the end of high school? Or are you just overworking yourself and prioritizing it? Because it's what you've grown up to believe is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. it's like, Which is absolutely the case for a lot of people. Um, especially when you hear like the comments that they make, they're like always complaining about going to what they've dedicated their life to. And you're like, why are you doing this to yourself? Right? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm qu I quit field hockey. I just played my last season of field hockey, and I've been playing since the second grade. But I just genuinely didn't have the same admiration for the sport as I did anymore. And I think not. I'm not saying that 
my high school experience was horrible with field hockey, but it wasn't as fun as it used to be. And it's sad that I lost my love for the sport, but at the same time, I'm not going to force myself to try and play college field hockey when I don't love it anymore. Well, I feel like, yeah, you might have lost passion, but, like, while doing so, you've, you know, grabbed interest of such, like, an enticing thing that, like, you now revolve your life around, exactly. which is so positive and brings so much happiness and, like, new friends into your life. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I don't want to, like, bash people who dedicate their lives to sports because they want to get into college and play it, but it's, like, sometimes you need to take a minute to self-reflect and think, like, do I still really love this sport and do I still really want to play it for four more years of my life? And they might. They and very they, well might. Absolutely sports they might. Sports are great. Sports are fun, just I mean, as hey, arts are, and some people are passionate college, about that. Yeah, my sister's playing college soccer. She's played it since she was four years old, and she still loves it, and that's amazing. But what I'm saying is, like, if, I don't know, people, I think... A lot of kids don't take the chance to self-reflect, and they just, they don't, they go through life without questioning things, which exactly. literally is a huge umbrella that we could get into another day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of kids just they do it and they don't even question it. I feel yeah. like that they also don't take the time to realize what else is out there besides sports and activities. Yes. And they also, many, many people have ignorant attitudes to it. It's not even that they haven't opened their eyes to that side. It's that a lot of them have been bred to be ignorant to like some activities. The like superiority complex of like their which is so prevalent in high school right like you hear like these white cisgendered hetero males in our school in high school age and like you'll say oh i do theater and they go that's so gay like yeah who started who started that who, st who decided to make that mainstream and acceptable and who is raising their children to believe that that's an all right adjective to describe someone negatively in in an embarrassing light and i think that connects once again, we can connect that back to, like, this whole umbrella of, like, the toxic masculinity of it. It's, like, anything, like, that isn't, like, accepted by males is going to be, is probably going to be a feminine thing. Anything that isn't accepted by society is probably a feminine thing. And it's probably something that boys like that would consider gay. Because you, personally, so I, I, I do all three. I, I dance and I act and I sing. But frankly, I usually only say that I dance because people give you crap for if you say that you act or, you're, or you sing. Dance is more mainstream and it's become a thing that so many girls do. So that's why it's more comfortable to say. But I don't necessarily tell people I act and I sing unless they ask. Mm -hmm. Well, like I was saying earlier, I feel like a lot of people fail to realize, like, a lot of the celebrities that are, like, in the public eye that, you know, some of these people that do said things, um, you know, look up start? to. Like, where do you think that they started in high school? Like, right. for example, I'll use Taylor Swift. Like, she was the loser who wrote songs about getting her heart broken. And I recently got into an argument with another student trying to tell me that she just used her relationships to... Um, for, or for, for, you know, the sake of publicity, just to get into the, into the public eye because it's easy and just females can do that because they have it easy. And I proceeded to tell him, 
that, oh no, you're saying that because of internalized misogyny, and it's not your fault, unfortunately. I know, it's the you, system. We really, it's wish the system. That, we really wish that we could point blame, but you simply like, no. can't. There's yeah. no one to point blame at. It's, it's the way that we're wired, and some of us get out of that, like, wired system, and it's not like I was raised, like, nature versus nurture, like, I wasn't raised in that, in that, in a place where we judge people for what they do and what they, um, put their energy towards, so therefore I'm not going to judge anyone for their likes, their dislikes, who they, um, look up to or what they do, right, or anything, but some people are wired just differently, and I wish we could blame them for it, but you really can't. And that's, and that's such a thing that's, that's just ingrained in us since, you know, since we were raised, unless you were, like, very adamantly told that that was wrong, which I feel like is not as prevalent as it should be. I think that, you know, it's, it's really just a matter of do you want to educate yourself? Do you want, like, not only it, it, um, acknowledging the fact that it's wrong to yourself, but do you want to go out of your way to let everyone else know that it's wrong and call people out for it in, in not a negative way, but in a let's learn together way? Yeah. A lot of people are willing to take that first step of doing some research and educating themselves, but a very, very, very small minority are willing to, um, like, go outside it. of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, if someone makes a racist slur, so many people are going to are gonna say, oh, that's just their humor. Um, yeah, and that's why it's so problematic, because people are not willing to make that uncomfortable people aren't willing to leave their comfort zones which is the key freaking element leave your comfort zone that's the only way that society can actually improve same thing with like what you just said about like the like a racist slur when people say oh that's so gay no one's gonna no one's gonna say anything to him because it's uncomfortable because it's uncomfortable to call someone out about it because you know if they said something like that they probably are nine 90% of the time they're not going to be like oh i'm sorry they're going to be like oh it's just my humor like lighten up gaslighting language please skip past the next 15 or so seconds if this is going to trigger you because it's we just start like listing off gaslighting type like, language and it's not fun to listen to don't be so soft. Don't get so offended. Don't get so offended, and it's like okay. can't you take a joke? Yeah. Well, that's you're, yeah. Just, you're just being soft. It's just it's yeah. funny. It's just a joke. I would never say that to someone. I think I think. Oh, I, I love when people say that. I would never say that to someone. But you I'm just like, said you it just to someone. someone. I think you might have just. Yeah. So um, I think this is these are all things that like we could definitely bring into an entirely different umbrella, but like I think yeah. with the main things that we kind of covered today was like how um it's very obvious that gender norms is what everything stems from yeah um and nature versus nurture what we were talking about it's like what kind of household were you raised in and it it affects so many different elements of where you end up with like arts versus the sports um and where you end up with just in high school in general and later on in life. Not only that, but how you react to others and their difference of hobbies and such. Yeah. Um, 
so I think it's a good point to wrap it up, but I think something to close with what I want to say is I'm going to challenge maybe everyone who's listening right now, if you're an athlete or if you're an artist or if you're both, try and expand your views a little bit more. Maybe Get out go, of your comfort zone. go watch a ballet um, recording on YouTube or go watch a, a football game or a softball game or a swim a little swim meet. A swim meet going on and just support everything and open your eyes to different things because it it's going to make you a more well-rounded person and it's going to make you uh it's just it's just going to make you happier if you just accept more things honestly it'll make you more understanding Exactly. Frankly, the most successful people are people that can adapt the most quickly. Um, So yes, being well-rounded and being able to adapt is so close to being the same thing. I agree. Yeah. So stay tuned for our next episode where we're probably going to talk about pressure from coaches, from... Period. From coaches, from parents, from teachers, the, the college board, board, the college shredded college board. Um, but yeah, so I think that's what we're gonna shoot for next time we talk. So, um, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Listening. Thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Virtual forehead kiss. <laughs> Earth without art is eh. <laughs>